Shavuot Tov, Good Chodesh. Today's daf is Lamed Beis. I'm going to go from the bottom of Lamed Aleph Amud Beis, 31b. So we're discussing the different psulim in the lulav. Specifically, again, colloquially, when we say lulav, we refer to the whole, the palm branch, the hadas, the myrtle, and the arava, the willow. We're specifically focusing on the lulavs, the palm branch. And that's most of today's daf is going to be discussing the yesterday's uh, Shabbos' daf and today's daf. So he says, Niktam Roshe, if the top of the lulav was cut off. So Omar Ravuna Loishanu Ele Niktam Aval Nizda Kosher. Ravuna says, this is specifically if it's cut off or broke, clipped off or broken off. However, if it's just split, it is kosher. The Nizda Kosher? you telling me that if it's just split, it's kosher? He says, Vahotanya, but we learned. Now I'm going to read through this pricer and bring out the main point and then I'll come back. And show the different cases that are being discussed. That being discussed. Says Vahotanya, Lulav Kofuf a bento Veluvav Kofut. So if it's thorny soduk, or if it is soduk, that's that same word split. The important one for us, Okub Doimelamagal, or if it's curved like a sickle, possible it's invalid. Now, the, so that's the point for us is soduk. If it's split, it's possible. Now, Rav Huna told us when our Mishnah says it's Niktam Rosho that is possible, but if it's just split, if the top split, then it's fine. So he says, so chorus, and if the lulav becomes hard, possible, it's invalid. Doimele chorus kosher. If it's similar to chorus, it's kosher. So again, we've got this contradiction between what Rav Huna said, that nizdak, if it's split, it's kosher, and if it's not, it's possible. So Amar Rav Papa to Ovid kehimnik. No, the b'risa, which says it's possible, is where it is made like a himnik. A himnik is a wa. Um, the Gemara, basically, um, if the leaves just split, I, as we've explained before, remember the leaves of the lulav are double leaves. They're, it's, it's one leaf. You can see on a palm branch, the leaves are like V's. But if, when they're young on the lulav, they're folded in half. They're, they're double. So each leaf is a double leaf. So if those are split, it's valid. However, if it grows kahimnik, like a Y, then it is invalid. Let me just try. Um, yeah, if, uh, some nice pictures here. Let me just find it. Oh, that's not the one. Okay, I can't find the hymnic, but if you ma- imagine the lulav growing like into two parts, kind of kind of looking like a lulav growing into two lulavs, that's a hymnic, and that would be um, um, and that would be possible. Okay, now let's just quickly run through the different ones. So, Kofuf bent over. If the Lulav is bent over, so the one opinion means if it's bent over, it's, it's the whole span is bent over. And the other opinion, again, this is in the Rishonim, and this is where these halachas get very difficult because firstly you've got to picture them in your mind or see them in the Lulav, what are we referring to exactly? And then obviously the Rishonim, the many different opinions in the Rishonim, exactly what we're referring to. But so here the Machloika says, according to the one opinion, it means if the span is bent over. But if it's just the top of the leaves that are bent over, that's fine. And the run comes along and he says, no, if even if just the leaves are bent over, so kind of similar to the picture I have on the screen, if you imagine the top of the lulav just bent over, okay, not broken, but bent over, that would be possible. Now, interestingly enough, the Rosh actually says it's preferable to get it where the leaves are just... This is where you see the Machlokas makes it very interesting. The Rosh comes along and he says it's preferable to get a lulav with just the leaves bent over. Why? 
because then it's clear that they're not broken or snapped off. But if you get a lulav that the leaves aren't bent over, maybe the top's been snapped off. So that's very that's an interesting point that the lulav that the rosh is careful for a lulav that according to the run would be possible. Okay, we try we follow the run and therefore we try not. I think we been at we follow the rosh, but we try follow the run. But again, it bent over would not be a slight bend in the leaves at the top, it would be a proper bent over along the lines of a picture like a as Rashi uses a fish hook. Um, Kovats. The next one in the Mishnah was Kovats. Um, that's it's thorny. It has a lot of uh, um, thorns coming out of the branch. That's also invalid. Soduk is the one we just discussed, where it splits, grows into two spines. Okum doimelamagel. If it's curved like a sickle, so that's um, obviously I imagine more than this. We'll see. The Gemara will clarify. But very bent, like a, whole, a rounded lulav. Not, again, it's different to kofuf, seem to be more like folded at a right angle, where this is more curved, okum. Then chorus is where it's an actual palm branch, where it's gone hard, like that. So that's invalid. We'll see actually shortly, the Gemara will um, address why. Um, however, if it's similar to chorus, it's not a problem. This was the case in the Mishnah. We saw where the leaves, where it was starting to get hard, so they were starting to spread out, but you can still bend them and fold them in. If you take your regular palm branches for, on sukkahs and try fold them in, there's where it grows near the, near the actual branch of the palm branch, the leaves, it's very stiff, so you can't really fold them in. Um, so that's the problem. Okay, let's go on. Third line of Lamed Bayes. says, Okum Magal. So we said that if it's curved like a sickle, it's possible. says, Omma Rava, Rava clarified. He says, This is where it's bent forward. But if it curves back, that's normal. Which way is forward and which way is back on the Lulav? So the back is where you can see the spine. You know when you're looking, at, generally if you look at our lulavs, you'll kind of see, again you're looking at it, um, holding it up and looking at it, the one side you see this smooth green spine and on the other side you can see all the leaves and stuff more clearly. So the back is the spine. So if it's growing, if you, when you're holding your lulav with the spine facing you, if it's leaning forward, eye away from you, then it's invalid. But if it's bent backward, it's fine. What about Omar of Nachman, let's start in Kalafon of Dami. What happens if it bends to the side? So that's the same as if it's bent forward and invalid. For Omri Lokar, Akhra of Dami, others say no. If it's bent to the sides, it's like it's bent backwards. And therefore it is... Um, Therefore, a lulav that's bent to the side would be kosher. That's how we paskin. We paskin the lulav. Again, we try as a hirur get a straight lulav. But obviously, if your lulav bends to the sides, even, even I mean, our lulavs probably aren't even considered bent. And um, how relatively straight they are. But theoretically, if it bends quite a bit to the side, that would still be valid. Oh my rova, hi lulva de solik bechad. Hutsa bal mumhu uposel. A lulav whose leaves grow out of one side is a bal mum, and it's possible. It's invalid. So, um, interestingly enough, remember when we're discussing the invalidations of the four species, the one question you have to ask is, why? what's the source for this invalidation? Many of the reasons something might be possible or might not be an ideal lulav is because it doesn't have the meter requirement of hadar, sorry, hadar, beautiful. 
Remember, some opinions connect Hadar not just from the little Esrog, but to all of the four species, and therefore it has to be beautiful. But some, this one is much more stricter. This is a mum or possel. It's a, it's a, it's, it doesn't qualify as a good palm branch even. Never mind, it doesn't qualify as a beautiful palm branch. And um, but what are we what are we referring to when we say that the leaves grow out of one side? So again, many different opinions. I'll mention them because Shulchan Aruch brings all of them, and he says that if the leaves, so Rashi, as I explained, the leaves only grow out of one side. Um, if the leaves only grow out. Um, that's a hymnic that we were discussing where it splits, kind of grows into two. Um, but, okay, I don't have a picture of this. Um, but if the leaves grow out to one side, I, again, remember it's a spine. The lulav's got the spine, the center, and the leaves come out of both sides. If they only grow out of one side, that's what we're talking about. That's a balmum. Um, the Rambam learns, he says, no, um, Sorry. Is that, remember again, each leaf is supposed to be a double leaf. The Rambam learns if they're single leaves, they're not folded over double leaves, then they're in, that's the psalm we're talking about. And Rav Sar Shalom learns that it's if um, there's actually only one leaf on each side of the lulav. That's what the, that's how Rav Sar Shalom and, and Shulchan Aruch Paskins, all of those are possible. Omar of Papa. Nifritsu. Now, oh, Nifritsu olavachulu. The Mishnah then said, if it's if the leaves are Nifritsu, it's invalid, and if they Nifridu, then it's kosher. And they sound very similar. Nifritsu, we translated when we did the Mishnah as torn off, like a broom to make kind of like a make a broom. You tear all the leaves off and tie them at the bottom. That's Nifritsu, and Nifridu, we said, is just when it starts to spread out, like the picture. So Omar of Papa, Rav Papa is basically going to explain this. Omar of Papa Nifritsu to Ovid Kichufra. Nifritsu means where they make it, when you make it like a broom. As I said, Rashi explains that's how. If you think about it, those uh, those brooms that we often use outside on the patio, they you take all the straw, the pick off the leaves of the palm branch and tie them on the end. And Nifritu, what's it? The Ifrud Afuri is where they start to. Um, split apart to spread out. Okay, so that's where it would be kosher. New question. Boy Rav Papa, Rav Papa asks, What's the halach if the tiyomes is split? Now the standard understanding of the tiyomes is, again, as I said, the span at the top, this is after a while, as that narrows towards the top, the leaves stop coming out the span. And then only a single leaf comes out from the top of the spine, or almost that the lulav kind of narrows into a single leaf. So that leaf, that single leaf, is, off, is sometimes referred to as the tiyomes. According to the Rambam, no, all the leaves, all the double leaves, are called the tiyomes. So what's the halacha if the tiyomes is split? Again, so according to Rashi, now, um, how much, what's split, how much? So as I said, according to the Rambam, I think it's the Rambam. It would be that a majority of the of all the leaves are split. Again, remember they fold it over, so you should split them. And according to the to Rashi, it's just if the top of the middle leaf is split, but it goes all the way down to the span, I where the leaves start to come out the side of the lulav. 
And then the runs in between that, he says, no, the Tiomis refers to the top, just the leaf part, if a majority of that is split. But what's Allah if the if it splits? So Toshma, come in here. To Omar, Rebbe, they change the Kirsha to Rebbe Masan, Omar, Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi. Nitla Hatiomis possible if the Tiomis is missing its possible. If it's cut away, it's possible. My love, the Huadin Nechleku, must be just as what's the reason it's possible? Because your Lulav does, isn't a nice Lulav anymore if it's cut away. So then, so too, if it's split, it's not a nice Lulav anymore and it must be possible. So there's no, no, Nitla Shiny Dohal The problem with the Tiomis being cut away is that it doesn't look that it's missing a piece. It's a deficient Lulav. I guess similar to what we said earlier, it's kind of like a mum. And Ikat Omri, some have a different version. Omar Rebi Masun, Omar Rebi Shua ben Levi, Nechleko Atiyomis, Nase Kamisha, Nitla Atiyomis, Uposel. Nechleko is the same as Nitla. I, a split Tiyomis is the same as a missing Tiyomis, and therefore it would be Posel. Okay, and Shulchan Aruch Paskins that both are Posel. I, that whether it's missing or whether it's split, it's possible. That's why, if you notice, when people are checking their lulav, one of the main things they're studying is at the top. Because if that top, according to the run, is split, the leaf is split, or broken off, then your lulav is invalid. Again, it would most likely mean that it's split halfway down, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's how we would pass in. Okay, then we went on the price of Tanya Rebura. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, we said if it starts to spread out, it's valid, like the picture. But Rabbi Yehuda said, Yagdenu, you must tie it back up. So that would be the picture um, that you see. So Tanya Rabbi Yehuda, Oymer, Mishum Rabbi Tarfun. Kapos, but, oh, what the, the Gomorrah is, yeah, Kapos Tomorim. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Tarfun, the phrase the Posuk uses when referring to the Lulav branch, it uses the word, Kapos tomorrow, a date palm tied. It says kapos, it must be tied. That's teaching us that if it was separated, you must tie it together. So that's where Rebuda gets his halacha from. Now we're going to go into this, is an interesting discussion. We're going to say, how do you know that kapos tomorrow refers to the lulav? More specifically, this stage, remember, what is the lulav? It's a very young palm branch. It's going to grow into a palm branch, but at the moment it's a very young palm branch. That's the lulav. So what the Ravina is asking Ravashi is, how do you know it's that part of the palm tree? Tamarim, we know, would be referring to the palm tree, the date palm. But who says that it's referring, Kapos Tamarim is referring to specifically to what we call a lulav, this very young palm branch. So so that's what he asked him. He says, Mimai Kapos Tamarim de Luvahu. says, Maybe it means a regular palm branch. Like we like like what we use for schach, a regular palm rod. So he says no, but in a kapos veleka, the pasuk uses the term kapos, I tied, and that you can't have. As I explained before, you can't actually get that to tie to wrap around the middle branch, the the, the main branch. He says of ema aputa. So maybe it's referring to the trunk, like a, a branch, a literal branch of the palm tree, not the leaves on a palm branch. So he says no. But, um, it can't be referring to like the trunk of the palm tree. It says kapus michlal te because it uses the phrase kapus I tied together, um, bundled together, which would exclude, which implies that it could be separated. And a, a, a trunk of a palm tree is always one thing together. It never spreads out. So that would be 
Yeah, so that's why it can't be referring to the trunk of the Kufra. Maybe it's referring to a Kufra. A Kufra would be, it's just starting to spread out. Again, it's not a Chorus, a proper palm branch, like we use as Chach. And it's not the Lulav, the very thin, where it's, it's very, very young, um, so it's growing right together. It's just starting to spread out. No, the Torah says its ways are ways of pleasantness and its paths are paths of peace. All its paths are peace. And the problem with the, with the Kufra is it's already started to get the thorns. And it's very unlikely that the Torah would be asking you to do a mitzvah that you have to cut your hands open or pierce your fingers to do. It's got to be pleasant. And therefore that can't be. I'll, I'll mention another point on that. We're going to bring it up uh, later on in the page. I'll mention another point on that. It says, Maybe it's referring to two clusters of dates. Again, we've been assuming now it's a branch. But kape, kaf, is the word used for a cluster. So maybe when it said, the Apostle says, kapos tamarim, it's referring to two clusters of palm, of dates, of literal dates. It says kapasksiv. No, it's written without the vov, which implies um, a single item. Of emachada safan. Take one cluster. Don't take two clusters. Take one cluster. It says no, lehu kaf korile. That the word for one cluster is a kaf, not a kapas, a kaf. So kapas must have this connotation of binding together, and that's how we know when the Torah says kapost murim, it must be referring to what we call a lulav. Now we mentioned in the Mishnah Tzinahara Barzel, we said that these palm branches from Tzinahara Barzel are kosher. That is a palm branch, I thought it was here, or something like this, where the leaves coming out of the spine are very short. That's Tzinahara Barzel, that's what we're referring to in this type of palm branch. It says, Where the tip of the one leaf reaches the root, the base of the next leaf. But if the tip of one leaf does not meet the base of the leaf higher up the spine, then it would be possible, it would be invalid. In, invalid. And Tanya Namihach, we have a price which teaches the same thing. Sinai Harabazel is invalid. Oh, but didn't we learn in the Mishnah that you have to explain the contradiction between the Mishnah and the Brisa like Abaye. That again, so yeah. And then we bring basically the same discussion, but in a slightly different version. Some actually taught it as a contradiction. He says, Our Mishnah taught. Sinaharabazal is kosher. Vahatanya Psula, but we have a Brysa which teaches that they possible. So Omrabayalo Kasha, Kancha Rosha Shelze, Megilatad Okra Shelze, Kancha Ain Rosha Shelze, Megilatad Ikra Shelze. Abai says you must say that the, the difference is does the tip of the one leaf reach the base of the next leaf? Um, just an interesting point on this, just stylistically. Sounds like the Gomorrah has told us the same thing twice. The one is Abaya came, we brought the Mishnah which says Tzinahara Basel is kosher, and Abaya explained that to mean where the leaf reaches the bottom of the next leaf. And we, and we, clarif- and we brought a proof to that by a contradictory Brysa. And then we brought, but some actually learn it as a straight contradiction. They said the Mishnah and the Brysa contradict, and Abaya explains the answer. 
So most say it actually makes no difference. It's just two different versions of how they were taught. But I heard that you could actually theoretically give a nafkamina. The first one is a biased tradition. The first way is we explain, the Mishnah said Sina Harabazal is kosher, and Abaya had a tradition that that is referring to where the leaves reach the base of the next leaf. And that's why he says it's kosher. And, but, what, but once he's saying it's a tradition, it's very... And then we bring a Brisa to support that. But once we're saying that it's a tradition, it's a very uh, strong point. And, we not, and, uh, and you can't just come and dismiss a tradition. However, if you raise it as a contradiction, uh, you say the one Mishnah says it's kosher and the Brisa says it's invalid and we've got a contradiction, how do we answer it? So Abaya gives one answer. But theoretically, someone might be able to come up with another answer, and it could be dismissed. So that's a, that's an interesting point. What's the difference whether he, Abaya just clarifies the Mishnah or it's brought as a contradiction? Um, Omar Rabbi Miryon, Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Rabbi Miryon says the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Omar Tani, Rabbi Bar Mori, Mishum Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka. Others say it was a brayser taught by Rabbi Bar Mori in the name of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka. Shtei Tamaris Yesh Begay Ben Hedom. There are two palm trees in the valley of. Gay Ben Hinum, it's near Yerushalayim somewhere. For Oyle Oshen Mi Beinayim, and there's smoke rising from the between them. Bezel Sheshoninu Tzina Harabazel. This is Sheiros. These are the palm trees that we're referring to. Tzina Harabazel. Bezuhi Pischa Shel Gehenim, and this that you see the smoke coming out over there is because it's one of the entrances to Gehenim. Okay, not sure the not sure the deeper meaning behind that. But uh, it seems there was an area by Yerushalayim where these weird palm trees grew, where the palm leaves were very short. Okay, next point in the Mishnah, Lulav sheyesh bo shloisha tvochim. A Lulav that has three tvochim, and then the Mishnah continues, Kedai lananea bo in order to wave with them. So, Omar Rav Yudah, Omar Shmur, Rav Yudah, Senenei Moshmur, Shir Hadas Ba'arova Shloisha. The measurement of the Hadas and the Arova is three. The Lulav Arbo, and the length of the Lulav must be four. Kedai sheyesh Lulav yoytzeh min Hadas tefach, so that the Lulav protrudes above the Hadas tefach. So, you must check this. When you have your lulav, so you have the myrtle and the willow, and you must make sure that the lulav is a tefach taller than the myrtle and the willow. Interestingly enough, there are more ads. The, the milag is also to put the myrtle a little bit higher than the arava, than the willow. So then you must make sure that the lulav is a tefach taller than whichever one of those is tallest. But again, that would be this requirement. The Rebbe Parnech Omer B'Yoshem Shidro Shalulav Tzorech Shiyotzeh Min Hadas Tefach. Not just the tip of the lulav must protrude a tefach above the hadas, but the spine of the lulav must protrude a tefach above the hadas. Um, there are no clear pictures here, but let me just see if there's one that will be useful for us. Um, no. Um, so, so the remember this as we explained, the spine ends, and then there's just the leaf coming out the top of the spine. So he holds that, the first opinion held that just from the tip of the lulav, the tip of the top leaf has to be a tefach. The second opinion says, no, the actual span has to be a tefach taller. Um, Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, lulav sheyesh bo gimult fochim bo kosher. We said that a lulav that has three tfochim in order to shake with it is kosher. So wait, is it four tvochim or three tvochim? 
According to our Mishnah, it sounds like just three Tvachim, which is the same as the Hadas and the Arof, and it wouldn't have to be a Tefach Tola. So the Gomorrah says, Aimer rather, no, edit it to say, Uke Kosher. Market is like market is like the lulav has to be three tvochim and enough to shake with ice. So you hold it. How how big's your fist? A tefach. So you hold it with one tefach, and it must be three tvochim higher than that. Whereas the hadas and narov are three tvochim and two tvochim protruding. And then again, each opinion like there like theirs. The one opinion would say the tip of the lulav must be from the bottom of the lulav to the tip of the lulav. It must be four tvochim. And the other opinion says, no, from the bottom of the lulav till the top of the spine must be four tvochim, and obviously the leaf still goes a bit higher. Toshma, come in here. Shur hadas varova, shloish of lulav arbo. The measurement of the hadas and the arova is three, and the lulav must be four. My love, Bahari Olin, this seems to imply with the leaves. This is the same language that Shmuel used, and and it says it seems very clear. It just says, and the lulav, which implies the lulav and its leaves. It says, You can answer according to the other opinion that it's excluding the leaves. Okay, so that's just a question on that. Now we're going to analyze the height of the lulav a bit more carefully. Gufa. Shur hadas barova lulav arbo. The measurement of the hadas and the arova is three tvochim. And the lulav must be four tvochim. Rabbi Tarfun Omer ba'amas bas chamisha tvochim. No, the the hadas and the arova mustn't be three tvochim. They must be five tvochim of an amma. So again, according to the original opinion, we learned the lulav has to be. We say a tefach is about eight centimeters. So, so according to the first opinion, the lulav must be. Sorry, the hadas and the arova must be about twenty-four centimeters. According to this, Rabbi Tarfun is saying five. So that's actually 45 centimeters, much higher, much longer. So Omar Rav, Sharele Marle Rebbe Tarfun. Rav says that Hashem should forgive Rebbe Tarfun for saying, I, Rebbe Tarfun, made a mistake. He says, or can't be what Rebbe Tarfun says. We struggle to find Hadassim that meet the requirement of plated, or plated, um, plated of three Tvochim. Now Rebbe Tarfun is telling us you have to be able to find five Tvochim. It can't be. Again, remember the Hadas, we'll, we'll discuss the Hadas towards the bottom of the page, but the Hadas is what's called plaited. The leaves have to wrap over each other going around the whole myrtle branch. And that, he says, it's a struggle to find one of three Tvochim. And now comes along Rabbi Tavran and says, no, three Tvochim isn't enough. It has to be five Tvochim. He says, can't be. So, Kiyas Rabdimi Omar. No, when Rabdimi came, he explained Rabbi Tavran. He says, I'm a bas shisha Tvochim, also oise bas chamisha. I take a six tefach amma. How many, an amma we measure from your elbow, I think from the inside of your elbow, to the tip of your fingers. That's an amma. And we generally say there's six tefachim in an amma. What Rabbi Tarfun is saying is take that amma, that six tefach amma, and measure it as um, divided into five. I assume it's a five tefachs. That, that amma, that normal length of amma of about 48 centimeters, 50, um, say, measure it, um, divide it into five. So three out of five, three, yeah, so it's three fifths of an amma used for the hadas. And obviously the four fifths will be used for the lulav. So how much is it? 
in normal, in normal measurements. This klasse v'tlisa chumshay. Hadas would be three and three fifths. Okay, that's what, so, so just the calculation is as follows. Remember, as I said, normally an amma is six tfachim. Now we're taking the amma and dividing it into five. So when, when we say a hadas must be three tfachim, what do we mean? We really mean three and three fifths of a tefach. That's the thing. Now we say kasha to shmuel at a shmuel. Now, but now we have a contradiction in what Shmuel taught us. He says, We just learned that Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that the Hadas must be, and the Rav must be three Tvachim. But but elsewhere, he said that the Halacha is like Rebbe Tarfun. Now, so which one is it? We just said that it must be three Tvachim. But elsewhere, he says Halacha is like Rebbe Tarfun, which we said is three and treat for him. So the Gemara answers, Lloyd Duck. He wasn't precise. Um, Shmuel wasn't precise. I, he said treat for him, but he meant three and treat for him like Rebbe, three and three fifths of a tefach, like Rebbe Tarfun says. No, you, you can't be, you don't have to be precise if it turns out to be stricter. But you can't be vague when it turns out to be lenient. Again, strictly speaking, how Shmuel says is your, your lulav has to be three tefachs and three fifths of a tefach. That's how he passes like a retarfun. And now we're saying it's just when he says three tefach, he's being imprecise. Says that's not a that's not a valid way of expressing your opinion because you're going to cause a lot of trouble. People are going to look for three tefachim and it's going to turn out that their lulav's a whole uh, half a tefach shorter than necessary. So that can't be pshat. So he says kiasa ravin Omar, When ravin came, he explained as follows: Take five tefachim of an amma. Okay, so don't take a full amma. Just take five tefachim. Divide that into six. I pretend that's how I'm along. Divide that into six. So three of these small tefachs for the hadas. Aye, so three five, three five sixths of a tefach for hadas. And the rest will be for a lulav. Kama havaluhu. Trail palga. So when how much is it actually? How much is three you know, three five fifths? Three, sorry. Three five six of a tefach works out to be two and a half. Sof sof kasha de shmuel out of shmuel. Oh, but we have a contradiction between shmuel because in the one place shmuel says that an, that the the hadas must be three tvochim, and here Shmuel says that halacha is like Rabbi Tarfun, which would mean two and a half tvochim. Says Loidak, he wasn't precise. Vahainu lechumre Loidak, the Amar of Hun Amar Shmuel halacha Rabbi Tarfun, and this is what we say. Um, um, Shmuel wasn't precise, but he was wasn't precise to go strict. Really, you according to Shmuel, you only need a lulav that is two and a half tefach. But he just rounded off. He said, you just need a lulap of three tvachim. And that's fine because he's not being precise, but it's a stringency. So that's, um, so we're happy with that. So interestingly, where we're holding at the moment, again, a little bit of a technical discussion on our measurements, five tvachim, three tvachim, uh, is a, is a, 
or we're measuring an amr of three tfokhim, of five tfokhim, which is normally six tfokhim, but taking them slightly bigger, so it's only five tfokhim, or are we uh, measuring, uh, taking five tefachs and dividing them into six? Compli- complicated way of saying what the, the din at once to say, but again, we seem to, um, um, it seems to come out that, strictly speaking, you only need a, a hadas of two and a half tefach, and you would add another, what's it, five, six of a tefach for how much you need for ululav. But we do try. Again, I don't think it's, I'm not sure, I think we paskin like this, like Rabbi Tarfun, but we do try have a lulav of four tefachim and a hadas of three tefachim, and we don't round it, we don't go precise and make sure that it's two and a half and just under three and a half. We make sure, we try to get three full tefachim and five full tefachim. But that's, uh, so that would be the haloch in regards to the length of the lulav. Um, hadaf. The hadas, we, trans- we translate it as a myrtle. Hadas gozel vayovesh posel. If it's stolen or dry, it is invalid. And we know from the first Mishnah, because we'll st- if it's dry, it's not hadar anymore. So therefore, And uh, we also know that if it's stolen, it has to belong to you. And also, if it's the rest of the days, it's a mitzvah boba veira. Shel asherah v'shel iranidachas posel. If it's of an idle tree or an iranidachas, it's posel. And that's because it has to be burnt. And something that has to be burnt, we view it as having already been burnt and it has no shear. A hadas has to be minimum of three tfachim. If it's doomed to be burnt, well then it doesn't have, doesn't, we don't view it as having those three tfachim. Niktam roisha nifritsu olov. If it's Tip has been cut off, or the leaves have spread out. Or if it has more berries than leaves, possible. It's invalid. If you make the berries less, it's kosher. If you pick the berries off, or most of the berries off, then it's valid. But you're not allowed to take off the berries on Yom Tov. We'll see more about this when we get in the Gemara. But you're not allowed to pick the berries on Yom Tov. The simple reason is because it's Matakein mone, it's fixing a kli. Um, just quickly show you what we're referring to. So here, yeah, that's the berry. So this one, as you can see, it has more berries than leaves. So to make this a valid lula, a valid hadas for the lulav, you pick off most of those berries and then it's fine. Here's nishra to olive. If the leaves have fallen off, okay, that's also um, possible. Okay, tonera ponen. A price that taught. Now this price is going to go when the Torah tells us. I mean, I'll discuss it. Yeah, there's a point I'll discuss when we get to Esrog. But the Torah tells us that it's um, anaf eitz avos. It must be a, um, a branch that is plated or. So uh, how did I translate it? Um, dense. Yeah, a branch that is dense or plated. A shoot that is dense or plated. So what's that? Um, what does that mean? That its leaves cover the wood. And if you look at the Arava, that's one of not the, the that's one of the defining factors is the leaves of the the myrtle go up and surround the the, the wood of the stem. It says which is this? This is the hadas. So when the Torah says Anaf eight of us, it's it means one, it's an alluding to a type of leaf, a type of shoot or branch that the leaves cover that stem. What is that? Must be the myrtle of Amazesa. 
but olive leaves also. Olive olive branches also leaves cover. It says, but in an avos no, it needs to be plaited, and it's not. It needs to have that plaited effect, which olive leaves don't. Maybe it's referring to a dulva. Some translate that as chestnut. But in an anof of chofin, it's also a You write that as very thick leaves that do give the impression of plaited, but it doesn't actually cover the wood. The, the stem. It says, va'ima hirduf. Maybe it's referring to Hirduf. So, It can't be Hirduf because and it doesn't meet that criteria. Rova Omar Mehacha. Rova says from here, Truth and peace he loves. Aye, so, it can't be um, the one way of learning what's Hirduf. So, Rashi says Hirduf is this very poisonous plant. And it can't be that something that's poisonous that causes death is for Shalom and brings. And is used in a mitzvah. It can't be. That's what we're saying. It must only be peaceful and pleasant. Um, can't be something that decreases shalom, something that causes death or destruction, is taking away from shalom. So something poisonous. Um, so that's what Rashi says. Hirduf is this poison. Tosfos say you can't say that Hirduf is poison because he brings from the Gemorim Sochim that says Hirduf is one of the things that you use as maror. I can't be that we're using a poisonous plant as maror. So he wants to say hirduf is something else. And the problem here is that it's thorny. Hirduf, granted, hirduf meets the technical definition of, of anaf eitz avos, a plaited or a dense branch, but it doesn't meet the criteria of dorocher darchenom, something that is pleasant. Now, it's very interesting, something to think about. So we see that what sounds like a nice idea, the Torah is pleasant and it increases shalom, Hashem loves truth and shalom, but we actually see it's not just a nice idea, it's actually used in halacha, in defining a plant. The difficulty is, when, when do we say that? Like what happens if you, and you can ask many people, the idea of shechting an animal to use as food, or the idea of shechting an animal as a korban, is not very nice. Not very pleasant. Rather let the animal live. Um, we can take it further. Um, I remember Rabbi Johnny Glass once discussed. What happens if you have a child who has such a sensitivity to animals, the idea of putting leather straps, putting his tefillin on him, is repulsive to him. It was once an animal. So again, you can't come along and say, oh no, the Torah is ways of pleasantness. If you find it unpleasant to offer a korban, you find it unpleasant to wear tefillin, you don't have to. So you've got to analyze when can we apply this principle that no, it's ways or ways of pleasantness, therefore, and a halachic definition. I mean, here it's fairly straightforward. We've got one of three options. What could be this anaf eitz avos? So obviously the most pleasant one, the one that's not going to cut your fingers open, that's the one that is the one for the mitzvah. But in more um, technical situations, it would be harder to define. Um, what are, yeah, I mean, we can think of other examples. Killing Amalek. Is that Dorocher Darchenom? I mean, I can give you a whole Josh and explain to you how it is, but on the surface, to the mitzvah to go and destroy a whole nation doesn't sound very Dorocher Darchenom. Um, so that's something to think about when we can apply this principle of Dorocher Darchenom. Okay. Tod Rabbonin. Kilua Kamin Kilia Vidoimele Zeodas. It must be plaited or braided like a braid. And kind of like a chain, that's the hadas. Rebelezeb and Yaakov Omer, Anaf Eitz Avos, Eitz Shetom, Eitz Operio Shava, Have Omer Zadas. Anaf Eitz Avos tells us that if, where the wood tastes the same as its fruit, or some say the same as its leaf, 
That's and that must be the hadas. The wood and the leaf taste the same. Tana another brisa. Eight avos kosher v'sha'eno avos posel. If it's avos, it's kosher, and if it's not avos, if it's not plaited, it's posel. Hechi dami avos. What's considered avos? What what is this definition of avos? So I'm reviewed a behuda kaimi tlasa tlasa tarfi bekina. That's where it grows. Three leaves out of each point in the branch. Rav Kahana Omar Afilu Trevachad, and Rav Kahana says even if it's two and one. If you look at the picture, the the leaves grow out of little buds, and as long as you have three leaves on the same level, that gives the plat, plaited appearance. And the uh, the avos, that's the requirement of avos. And Rav Kahana came along and said, no, you don't actually need all three buds on the same level on the branch. You can have all three, you can have two on the same level and one just a little bit below. Rav Acha Braderov, obviously, if this is kosher, where they're two on the same level and one leaf a little bit lower, then if they all three on the same level is definitely kosher. But he still went, Rav Acha Braderov, specifically tried to get a hadas that had the two and one. Because that's what Rav Kahana said is kosher. I either out of respect for his Rebbe or to highlight that that's the halacha. He specifically tried to get a, a rovel ah, das like that. Omale marbre baramemel ravashi. Abalu adas kori shoite korile. A meimar said to Ravashi, uh, sorry, Mar Barameimar. Mar, the son of Ameimar, said to Ravashi that my father Meimar used to call that hadas shoite. What's hadas shoite? Um, it's unbalanced. What's a shoita? An insane person is not balanced. He's out of sync. He's unbalanced. So this is called an unbalanced hadas shoita, an unbalanced one, and therefore it would be invalid. And if I remember correctly, Shulchan Aruch Paskins like um, like this opinion of Ameimar that an unbalanced hadas would be invalid. You would have to get one that has three. Uh, the three leaves on the same level. Okay, um, and yeah, I think we'll leave it there for today and we'll continue with the discussion of that dust tomorrow.